0: In this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about the latest with some future prospects for the Washington Capitals' Alexander Sudsdilev. Then later in the show, we will talk about Ivan Miroshnichenko. And then to close out the show, we will talk about names that are surrounding this team as far as trades are concerned. We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Oh hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms and I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holney. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this edition, we are going to talk about some future players, some prospects, if you will. And how do they fit into this Capitals organization? We hear all the time that this team needs to get younger and it needs to get faster. We're going to talk about two of those players, some future capital players. And then to close it out, we'll talk about the trades that uh, the trade rumors that are surrounding this team. But just to get it going here, this was in Nova Caps. They're talking about Alexander Suzdalev scores sixth goal and 15th point in last seven games. So he is one of the guys to keep an eye on. Like I say, we always hear that this team wants to get younger. This is, you know, a prime example of one of those players. The Caps forward prospect, Alexander Suzdilev, is finding his stride in the Western Hockey League. The 18-year-old rookie recorded another pair of goals on Saturday night against the Winnipeg Ice, increasing his total to 12 tallies on the season. With six of those goals coming in the last seven games, he also has nine assists in the last seven games. Suzdalov's first goal on Saturday night was the first goal of the game, coming at 2:11 of the second period. He would take the puck below the goal line and use the back of the goaltender to redirect his shot for the score. Suzdalov's second tally came on a six-on-five. It was the 12th goal of the season and six tally the last seven games. He also extended his point streak to eight games. I think Alex is making really good strides. I think Washington is pleased with him. Also said Pat's head coach and general manager, John Paddock, after the game, there's lots of strides to keep making, but he brings an element to the game that you have, you have to have, and he's doing a good job. And I do remember watching video footage of him. I do think You know, he is going to be one of those bright spots on this Caps team. You know, when we take a look at the season this year, it's easy to say, you know, things aren't going that great. You know, they're um, not winning on a consistent basis. And, uh, you know, the sky is falling and this Capitals team is done. I do think that this team is coming up on a bit of transition coming forward. Uh, So, you know, to hear players like this, you know, making inroads and making really positive um, progress um, as they are in the juniors or in the AHL is most promising. The Capitals selected Suze 11, the third round, 70th overall, 70th. That is of the 2022 NHL Draft. They acquired the pick as part of the trade that set goaltender Vitek Vanacek to the New Jersey Devils on the second day of the draft. And everyone, you're talking about out there. Why did we get rid of Vitek Vanacek? Did you see how great he's playing? Uh, on the New Jersey Devils, I don't want to go down a side tributary here, but just talking about him because he was involved in with the trade that brought Alexander to this team. Caps gave him his opportunity. A couple different years on this team did not live up to potential. Hats off. I, am, I could not be more happy for Vitek Vanacek doing a great job out in New Jersey. Continue to keep doing great things. I'm happy for the guy. You know, he put in his time, and I hope things go uh, swimmingly for him out there. I'm happy the Capitals picked up Kemper and Lindgren. It seems to be a better fit overall. So uh, to everyone that's talking to me about why did we get rid of Vanacek, I felt I needed to address it. The Capitals announced on July 15th, the last day of the team's development camp, that they had signed Suze DeLev to a three-year deal. He will earn $775,000 in each of the first two seasons of the deal and 800000 in the third and 82500 in the AHL Sus Delev is expected to depart Regina in the coming weeks in order to join Team Sweden in their preparation for the upcoming 2023 IIHF World Junior Championship in December. The 47th edition of the champion is scheduled to be held from December 26, 2022 through January 5, 2023 in Halifax, Nova Scotia and New Brunswick in Canada. The Pats' next contest is Friday, November 25th, when they start their West Coast trip with a visit to Langley Event Center to take on the Vancouver Giants. Puck drop for that contest is set for 9.30 p.m., so a really bright spot. And if you can watch those games, a lot of the games are available online. Uh, I do think that he has a bright future on this team. If you take a look at the videos online again, this was on Nova Caps. You can see they have linked um, different uh, YouTube videos about how you know what kind of player he is and what we can expect from him going forward. The Caps are looking for speed. They are looking for a skilled shorter. He is a promising forward. He is a prospect in the Capitals organization. You know, I understand that not a lot of these players you know, are going to make it to the Caps. They might, you know, end up getting traded and they might go out to another team and they might end up on a completely team altogether different. Or there's the chance that he could end up on the Washington Capitals as a part of a rebuild, which seems imminent at some point. Um, I guess it remains to be seen, you know, like I've talked about in the show, when you get Carlson back, or excuse me, we got Carlson back. Once you have Orloff back, once you get um, a TJ Oshie back, then you will start to be able to assess what does this team have in the tank and you know once all the players are backed and we see how they all start gelling together then we can make movement I don't think we have to wait all the way until Tom Wilson comes back rumor has it that won't be between Christmas or New Year's or somewhere around that period of time so uh, the season's going to be too far gone in my opinion if they wait that long let's get uh, Orloff back let's get Oshie out on the ice let's get them both playing and then let's see what we have. There is talk that there has been a setback to Dmitry Orloff where he was on ice and then he left the ice. And it's just TJ Oshie that is the most uh, imminent player coming back. Uh, he might even be playing in the game Wednesday night. So I guess it remains to be seen. I guess we will have more word you know, later in the day if Dmitry Orloff will in fact be back playing with the Capitals. But in any event, once those players return to the team, I would say those are two big plays, players. You get Orloff back, you get Oshie back, Let's see how this team gels. If they continue to nosedive into the concrete, then I think you need to venture into making a trade, you know, picking up the waiver wire, something to that extent to jumpstart this team. Because as of right now, you turn it over, it's dead. It's not doing anything. Um, They are playing a Flyers team that is not that great. It is under the tutelage of... uh, 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 John Tortorella, um, he's always an interesting guy to watch. So I have a feeling that he will be engaged. Actually, if you take a look at the Flyers, they're not playing horrible. They're not playing great. They're somewhere in the middle. I do think the Flyers are a team on the rise. What am I saying? Do I think that they're going to win the division? No, but I think with John Tortorella pulling the strings, pushing the buttons, whatever you want to use, I do think that he is at least going to push them in the right direction. Um, But like I say, they've been playing a little bit better than a lot of people expected. Some people expected them to be the worst in the NHL. So uh, in any event, uh, the Washington Capitals do not want to go into the game Wednesday as a trap game. They don't want to go, well, we're playing the Flyers. We're going to mop the floor with them. Not so fast. You know, you got Tortorella there. He's dialing it in. They got some decent players on there. The Capitals have got to make hay while the sun shines. They've got to start to pick up wins. Otherwise, they're going to fall way down the standings and be looking up and going, get us out of here. And if you wait till spring or if you wait till the trade deadline, it's going to be too late. And then we're going to be talking about next season. And it'll be another year squandered with Alex Ovechkin on this team. You know, everything I hear, I hear Tarek El-Bashir. I hear everyone saying, you know, that there were certain agreements made to Alex Ovechkin that, you know, he's going to play on a competitive team. Is this a competitive team? What you're seeing on the ice right now is that competitive? I think the door is going to be able to open a little bit um, as far as making trades and moving players. If this con- team continues to nosedive and fall flat on their face, I do expect changes to come if there's not signs of improvement. These last uh, you know several games have been hard to watch. And uh, they need to show signs of improvement here if they want to make any plans of going forward. All right, so after the break here, we will talk about Ivan Miroshnichenko and talk about his great play. Uh, another promising guy that will be coming to this Capitals team at some point. We'll talk about Ivan next. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking athletic greens because I wanted more energy. I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I wanted to see what the hype was about. Now I've been taking it for several months. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has kind of a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to taking each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, or superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The perfect blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All of these things... Now, I personally take it because I have young children at home. And if you have young children at home, you can relate. You need that boost of energy. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, while still tasting good. It supports better sleep quality and recovery focus, supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best thing. Athletic Greens uses the best of best products and based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing So, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up on the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked on Capitals, where it is your team every day. In this episode, we are talking about future players, you know, prospects and guys that will be on this team at some point. The next player that we're going to talk about is from this last year's draft, Ivan Mirochnishenko. It is a tough one to say, so, you know, kind of give me a break on it. No, I'm just kidding. I will prove that the club did not make a mistake with me, that, that the choice they made the right choice, the Caps made the right choice in signing Ivan to the team. I do believe it. Um, I do think that you know he has a lot of similarities to Alex Ovechkin. I don't want to get ahead of myself. You know, when he, they first signed him, I joked that he is going to be Alex Ovechkin 2.0. I don't, you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but he does show a signs of promise. You know, he was pegged to be a top five draft pick, but he had. Uh, that Hodgkin's lymphoma issue, which kind of bumped him down a little bit. But I ultimately think that the Capitals made the right decision by signing him or drafting him, shall we say. The Washington Capitals forward prospect, Ivan Miroshnichenko has made a triumphant return to the game of hockey after being treated for Hodgkin's lymphoma and finally being cleared to play on November 8th. Miro has played in six games. Um, the MHL affiliate of Omsgard Omsk, Omsk, uh, in those six games, he's tallied six goals and recorded two assists, scoring two goals in his most recent game, writes Nova Caps. Miro recently sat down for an interview with Paul go of Match TV in Russia, where he discussed his drafty experiences, his fights with Hodgkin's lymphoma, and being compared to Alex Ovechkin. Hey, I made those comparisons. The atmosphere there was amazing. There was a lot of Canadian fans, and the club had the right to choose first, where they chose and Miroshnichenko above attending the draft this summer. The support was just crazy. The fans were screaming and singing songs. This is the joy of people. As a skilled player who also plays a physical game, the comparisons with Ovi are inevitable. He indicated that he was very happy to be drafted by Washington. And also, Alex Ovechkin speaks uh, highly of Ivan, um, as you would expect. He is his fellow Russian countryman. Um, But above and beyond that, I do think that he sees some promise. And I think that if anyone out there can assess future talent... One of those guys could be Alex Ovechkin. You could say Ovi would make a great coach someday at some capacity. Is that something he really wants to do? I'm not so sure. But I'm just saying, you know, he is a good judge of character. He's a good judge of a player. And when he watched him play, he gave his ringing uh, signs of endorsement so I do think that Ivan is a great player and uh, we're starting to see him kind of light it up out there as a skilled player who also plays a physical game. The comparison with Ovechkin are very noticeable. When this happened at first, I was simply amazed and happy. Washington is such a team. There are many Russians and it's a great place to play with other Russians. The guys are trusted. Um, as we know, Kuznetsov and we've had Samsonov and Orlov. There are you know, other Russians on this team. So I think it's only natural that You know, Ivan and Ovi and and these different guys have a bond on a different level other than just hockey. Prior to his selection by the Caps, Ivan admitted that he expected to be drafted sooner. During the draft, there was a moment when I thought that I would get selected earlier. I already gave the phone to a neighbor. I was getting ready to get out of the chair and go on stage. As a result, I was chosen later. And I'm very pleased that Washington believed in me. I will prove that the club did not make a mistake with a choice. Miro is currently under contract um, through 23-24 season in Russia. So he will make it to the NHL before the age of 20. He will not make it to the age of the NHL before 20, which was also the case with Ovi. He considers it a necessary step in the development of his game. Let's see how it goes. We must first achieve something in Russia, but in general, it is not a requirement. You can go to the NHL right away, carry out power moves, score points. If everything goes right, maybe one can immediately become a star in North America. Miro knows that the Capitals will be undergoing a rebuild soon, and he hopes to be a big part of it. Again, that's what I've talked about. I talked about that in the first segment with Alexander Sudelev. You know, there's a lot of guys, you know, I think Caps fans, what we need to do is we need to be patient. I do think that change is coming at some point. I think it might happen sooner than later if this Caps team cannot turn it around. But, you know, just being patient. I don't know what this season holds. I don't know what Brian McClellan and company have up their sleeves. Are they going to make a blockbuster trade that's going to knock all of our socks off? I don't know. But, you know, there is that potential out there, you know, to kind of shake up the snow globe a little bit and see what works. You know, as much as I don't want to think it's going to happen, I would not rule, you know, them moving on from Peter Laviolette at some point. For me, I don't think that's the right choice to make. I think that, you know, considering the myriad of injuries on this team, you know, kind of just changing the coach as a knee-jerk reaction is not going to fix the issues with Tom Wilson and Nick Backstrom and all the long list of other player, players that are out Uh, But, you know, it's my contention, my belief that if they do and when they do move on and make a coaching change, it's not, you know, keeping assistants around. It's not keeping Blaine Forsythe around. It's not keeping – if they're going to do it whenever that is, I think they should tear it all the way down. And the the new coach, whoever that is, brings in his own assistants – and they develop a new team. You know, I think that that was one of the issues with the Caps as they tried bargain shopping and they signed Peter Laviolette and they kept the assistance because, hey, you know, you don't got to pay any extra guys. Right. But um, for me, I don't think it's the right move for the Caps to move on from Laviolette until the end of the season. Give him this season and then, you know, his contract is up. And then you can make moves. Then you can decide uh, who the next coach of the team is going to be. But just to do a knee-jerk reaction that I'm going to fire the coach, it's not the right idea to me. I am not opposed to trading away some players. Lars Eller comes to mind. He's going to be a free agent. You know, he's making a lot of money. Uh, Connor McMichael is just itching for his opportunity. Um, so, you know, players like that, you know, everyone, you know, I, uh, the one thing I'm going to say about Connor McMichael is he is a lightning rod. If I bring him up on this show, I hear on YouTube, I hear on Twitter, you know, everyone is drinking the Connor McMichael Kool-Aid and they're drunk on it. Um, so I think that, you know, once Lars Eller moves on, if we trade him, if, you know, at the end of the season, he signs with someone else, I think it could be a good opportunity for some of these younger guys, but I'm going to wrap up this segment by saying, be patient. And listen to the two players that I talked about in particular in this segment, in the previous segment, Alexander Suzdelev and Ivan Mirosh two you know, building blocks for this team. And that's what we're looking for at the end of the day, building blocks to make this a better Capitals team. You know, take a look at what Alex Ovechkin did. He came to this team and reinvented hockey in Washington. You know, the caps were around for quite a few years before that, but Alex Ovechkin revolutionized the NHL in Washington He needs the face of that going forward. It might be a player that they haven't even drafted yet or signed yet. We don't know. But you got to keep the faith. You know, if you're a fan of the team, you got to stick with the team, right? You can't bail out on them right now because if you're only going to follow a team when they're playing well, then you're going to have to buy a lot of different team hats from the hat store because inevitably every team that you follow is going to have a rough patch or a rough season. It's just the nature of the beast. So if you're a Caps fan, be all Caps, the hashtag all Caps and be all Caps. And be positive about this team. There's going to be change, and there's you know they're not going to continue to nose dive towards the concrete for the rest of the season. There will be some changes that are made. I'll guarantee it. Because if they don't, then I think Brian McClellan will probably be looking for a new job. Ted Leonsis prides himself on putting a winning product out on the field or the the court or you know you know potentially the football field um, at some point. So. You know, the way that, that uh, we look at it is that there is going to be change in there. You know, the one thing that Ted Leon says prides himself in is a winning product. So even though, you know, don't despair Caps fans, I do think change will come at some point. You know, like I said, you just got to be patient out there because, you know, at the end of the day, you're Caps fans and you need to be Caps fans going forward here. All right. So after the break here, we are going to talk a little bit more about some players that uh, they're talking about trade interest a little bit more in depth. I mentioned them in a previous podcast, but let's talk about them a little bit more. We're going to talk about Bo Horvat and Eric Carlson, and are they a good fit on this Capitals team? We'll talk about that next. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this next segment, we are going to talk about some of the players that are rumored to be, you know, coming to the Capitals. Now, this all emanates from Elliot Friedman's show, Thirty Two Thoughts. It's a must listen if you're a hockey fan, where Jeff Merrick and uh, Elliot Friedman host the show, and they are pontificating. And you know, Elliot Friedman made a comment, and he already had to kind of had to give a caveat, or you know, saying that this is just his idea. You know, there's no, um, you know, traction behind it. This was just his thought of what you know who would be a good fit for Bo Horvat and Eric Carlson. Um, you know, one of the things that was spoke of in here, uh, the Thirty Two Thoughts podcast hosted by Elliot Freeman and Jeff Merrick, the duo contemplated in some of the potential caps caps tinkering could come during the season, and specifically brought up San Jose Sharks defenseman Eric Carlson and Vancouver Canucks center Bo Horvat. Uh, Friedman explicitly said he has no concrete information on either playing regarding the Caps. He is just spitballing, given the current state of the team outlined above. Washington is going to have a lot of flexibility on defense, Friedman said. This is not not me digging on it. This is just me looking at it and saying I could see situations where the Caps are and, and their players uh, are a big on Eric Carlson. Again, Carlson has got to want to go there. And he's got to, to have a willingness to work out a deal. As we know, sorry, it was kind of just gibber jabbered on there a little bit. Um, but they're talking about Eric Carlson coming to this team. But one is the, what, one of the things that we're talking about here is that he has a no-move clause. So he is going to have to be willing to waive that. If he's going to come to the Washington Capitals, the flexibility that the NHL insider refers to is the fact that John Carlson is the sole NHL defenseman on the caps with a guaranteed contract for next season. That will be very important for any team that wants to acquire Carlson as the 32 year old Swede is signed for another four seasons after this one at 11.5 million. The opt injured uh, Eric Carlson has seen a return to the Norris trophy form this season, tallying 28 points, 11 goals, 17 assists in 19 games so far for the Sharks. Only Connor McDavid currently tops him for the league lead in overall scoring. The one thing I wonder about with the Washington Capitals is the Caps are going to do whatever it takes to get Ovechkin that record. Merrick followed up to catch Gretzky and to beat Gretzky. I know John Carlson is already there as a right-hand shot. Do you want another right-hand shot in Eric Carlson to ensure someone is getting the puck to Ovi? There's not going to be any rebuild for the Caps as long as Ovi is chasing the record. They're just going to keep putting in players to give them the best possible chance to get it. This article was an R M N B Horvat is a player of the same ilk, but his situation is drastically different as he is an unrestricted free agent. After the season, American Friedman discussed his status more in the sense that he would be in addition to help the team compete better for the rest of the season schedule. I agree with the theory that caps Friedman said, I'm curious to see what they're going to do. They have a lot of flexibility. I think that they're going to be a fascinating team to watch. Number one, They have to figure out if there's any chance Backstrom can play. That's the big thing, you know? I mean, is he coming back at some point? Is he never coming back? I have to say, if he can, I wonder if they become... A Horvat team. Wow, that makes a ton of sense, Merrick said. The overall team picture down the middle is still interesting, though, especially considering Backstrom's up-in-the-air future. The veteran Swedes skated with the team for the first time this season on Saturday. Current Caps middle six centers Dylan Strom and Lars Eller don't have contracts for next season, and prospects Connor McMichael, Alexi Protus, and Hendrix LaPierre have yet to be trusted with any significant time at the center ice position. The only thing is that Horvat is a scorer and Ovi is a scorer. Friedman said, Backstrom is more the passer. Just something I was thinking about. These are things that are just popping into my head. Horvat is Vancouver's second leading scorer with 20 points, 14 goals, and 6 assists from 17 games and is behind only McDavid when it comes to the league lead in goals. The Caps have picked up 5 points from 9 November games so far and currently sit 7th. In the Metro Division, with 17 total points, they have also played at least one more game than every other team in the Eastern Conference, if the plan is still to make the postseason this year. Despite the vast number of major injuries, a move like the one for Carlson, Horvat may need to be made sooner than later. And I hear here, I agree with that wholeheartedly, 100% that they need to make some moves. If this, you know, whatever. If Orloff comes back and Oshie comes back and they still can't get the car to turn over... I would start kicking the tires on at those players and other players. I'm not too nuts about the Eric Carlson term. Um, if he even wants to come here, that's a big thing to consider. Um, you know, they have to get some player. I know no one's going to be a perfect fit. They're not going to get you know uh, McDavid uh, um, or something like that uh, on this team. But you know, they're going to try to get the the best player suited for the positions on this team to try to push this Capitals team in the right direction, right? That's what, we, that's what we want to do, just kind of push it down the tracks to head in the right direction. It, it was their assessment, uh, Merrick and Friedman, that this team is not going to go through a major rebuild while Ovi's here. I mean, he has, he's uh, four years left, you know, I know it's three and whatever, it's not a full four anymore, but, you know, he does have a substantial amount of time left on this team. If this team continues to tank, if they continue to nosedive into the concrete, you think that's what Ovi wants? You know, despite what these talking heads think, do you think that's what the Caps want? Do you think that's what Ovi wants? They want a winning product. They don't want to have open seats. Um, you know, at the, when we're watching hockey games, that's just not the what they want. They want to have a winning product at Capital One Arena, night in, night out. And uh, if they don't have that, you know, you're going to start to see, um, you know, the seats, empty seats. You know, that's one of the things that I talked about in the Locked On Nationals podcast. Um when we talked about it is the biggest thing, you know, when we were talking about Juan Soto, that they should have kept him there because it's all about keeping butts and seats and buying jerseys and hot dogs. That's what it's all about. You want the OV jerseys in the stands. You want them buying hot dogs. You want them, you know, paying top dollar to sit next to the ice because you know that is a revenue source for this team. And you know, after a while, if there's not, you know, some positive movement, if this caps team does not start winning on a consistent basis it's going to be a bit like the pre-OV years where you did see open seats around the arena. So that is not what we want. We want this team to go in the right direction. We want them to start winning games. I know that's a novel idea, isn't it? That this Caps team starts winning games. I know it's not all doom and gloom. I do think that they have the potential out there. you know. And I'm not doubting Brian McClellan. He went out and picked up Kemper and Lindgren and Connor Brown and Dylan Strom. He's got a good head on his shoulders, but now he's going to have to sharpen his pencil or pen whatever he decides to use um, as he needs to sign contracts trades whatever the case may be to try to fix this Capitals team before it's too late that's the biggest thing we don't want to wait we don't want to be talking i don't want to talk about you know next year i tend to talk about next year all summer you know we're living in this year right now we cannot squander another season uh, with Alex Ovechkin as he makes his push to be the all-time goal leader I don't want to stand for it. I know Caps fans don't want to stand for it, and you got to think that Ted Leonsis doesn't want to stand for it. This is, you know, at the end of the day, this is a money-making venture for him, and he wants to make money as well. Thank you for making Locked On Capital's your first listen for your next listen. Check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.